Hey everybody, welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you for joining us today on this very, very special post-Valentine's Day episode of the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I wanted to get to this yesterday. I had other stuff going on, but I know we're all in the aftermath, the euphoria of Valentine's Day. I hope you had a great time. I know I did something very amazing. I took my wife to the most romantic place on the entire planet. Can you guess where that is? Think about it. Where The most romantic place on the planet. Come on, Olive Garden. That's right. We went to Olive Garden and enjoyed those free breadsticks and salad. And I go with the Zupa, the breadsticks. And we had a great time. But anyway, I was thinking about this as I saw an article the other day leading up to Valentine's Day. And I'm going to talk about it with you today. It was an article saying, how long does passion last. Think about that for a second. How long does passion last? And we're going to look at today, this is an article in regards to male-female relationship, love, etc. But how long does passion last in terms of our relationship with Christ? I want you to think about that too. But science says the intense romance you feel at the beginning of a relationship has an expiration date for everyone. So we're going to dive into this and there's a lot of things I do agree with. And I do believe with, do believe in, but I want to challenge us. Does our passion for Jesus, does it have an expiration date? Does it have to have an expiration date? All right, so let's just dive into what this article said. And I'm going to give you a verse. I'm going to encourage you and challenge you to be passionate, keep falling in love with Jesus. That's the real goal. But falling in love is perhaps nature's greatest high. Just seeing your beloved can make your heart race, your legs weak, and your face flushed. Touch him or her and well, right? So remember that. I want you to go back. If you're married, if you're in love, if you're dating, whatever, go back to that moment when you fell in love, those feelings, those intense, always wanting to talk about it, always wanting to be with each other, those kind of things. And obviously we have movies, right? We have uh, all these love movies, Cinderella, all these things throughout the years that just teach us and tell us how amazing it is to fall in love with one another. And what's interesting is that in love feeling is a God-based, in my opinion, a not my opinion, it is a God-based thing. God created us to love. God created us to have that feeling. And it's actually a chemical reaction that goes on in our brain. When we get that, that's a chemical explosion. So when I fell in love with my wife, and I had all those feelings and always wanted to be with her and talk to her, et cetera, et cetera. What was going in my, inside in my brain was all these chemical reactions telling me that Pastor Rachel is the most amazing woman on the entire planet. But it's interesting. This article then goes on to say is that romance will never last for a lifetime. <gasps> if I had some really sound effects to throw in there, I'd be like, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Romance will never last a lifetime. And this is tough for us because there is some truth to what that statement is going to say. Because the reality is it, it that that chemical reaction that happens in our brain, and I've read this in some other books too, there's no scientific expiration date, but some say it lasts two years or et cetera, those kind of things. But that intense chemical reaction feeling does not last forever. But it doesn't mean that we still can't truly be in love with the one that we love. An argument I'm going to make in a sec- second in terms of our spiritual life is that we might not always have those passionate Jesus fuzzy feelings, but it doesn't mean that we can't truly love 
and passionately live for Jesus each and every day of our life. This article talked about four phases of love. The first one was mate selection. That's when you're choosing the person you want to be with. Much of it is unconscious. It's this instinct guiding you. The one that you see, there could be 10 women in the room, but it's that one that you hone in on. Uh, because you just, uh, attraction and physicality and all these kind of things. That's step number one. Step number two is romance and falling in love. And this is the one that typically the movies and everything, and we typically focus on the most. This is the phase that everyone talks about. All the movies, all romance novels, because it's fun, exciting, thrilling. This is when we're dating. In this phase, we don't see reality. Love is blind, right? We see no errors. We see no flaws. So all the flaws that I have, my wife didn't see. She didn't see the socks on the floor or what. I don't know. Anyway, love is blind. We just think this person is perfect. And once again, this is this chemical reaction going on in our brain. Brain chemicals called monamines create that familiar heady rush when you're with your loved one or just think of them. Enjoy it because this these intense feelings will go away in a few short years. This phase has an important purpose. It prepares you for true love down the road. Okay, so I think that's an important statement. It prepares you. If you don't truly fall in love with your partner, you won't be primed for the last phase. All right, this is theirs, all right? But I'm just going through them because they are interesting. Number three, falling out of romantic love. Everyone goes through this stage. Even the most adoring, passionate couples you know in a culture that focuses almost solely on romantic love, it can be very alarming when you realize the rush is gone, the passion has vanished, and your spouse no longer makes your pulse race. Uh, and this is where divorce comes in. This is where a lot of people, they, you know, they kind of fall in love and they fall out of love, right? This is where like, okay, I'm not in love with them anymore. I need to get a new person, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really our problem in our culture. And then we get to number four, true love. And this is great. This is a great thing that they said here. If you decide your partner is still the right person for you after The passion ends, you're on your way to finding true love. It happens gradually and slowly. You'll usually start to feel it one or two years after the previous phase. Your feelings will just continue to grow deeper over the years. Driven by chemicals called nana peptides, this stage ensures a deep bond between you and your partner, nature's way of keeping you together to take care of your kids until they're grown up, Nor said. So, wow, we, uh, we can find true love. So I'm going to attack this in a few different ways and just give you a few thoughts and pieces of advice because clearly this is something that connects to our spiritual life. I was looking up that verse, Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to 17. I'm reading out of the New International Version. It says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich. I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So there were times in the Bible where God addressed us and our relationship with him and said, you know what? You've lost it. You've lost the passion and it's time to return to me. So let me just give you a few different piece of advice in different scenarios and just encourage you today on this post Valentine's day to just be truly in love and passionate in your walk with Jesus Christ, right? The first one is this, is that love is a choice. Love is a choice, right? And that's what I love is that when that phrase is that what's going to happen, which secular people acknowledge, I think Christian people acknowledge is that in our practical marriage relationship that we're going to 
not fall out of love, but those intense feelings, that phase is going to come to an end. And I love how one person said one time, that's when true love begins. When all those little warm, fuzzy feelings fade away, now love is a choice. You have to wake up every day and say, I choose. I am going to make a choice to be with, to stay with, to love this person till the day that I die. And you know what? We got to do that in our relationship with Christ. There's not every day we wake up with these warm, fuzzy Jesus feelings. Living for Jesus is a choice that we have to wake up each and every day and do over and over again. Second thing, faith is not a feeling. I've talked about this a ton of times, but our faith is not about feelings. And that's the problem because I tell you what, for those of you listening right now, you've probably been in those places, right? Whether it's been at a conference or at an altar time or something like that, where you have been in the presence of God and it is so good. It is so rich. You love that feeling. You just wish you could stay right there and and, and that Christianity would be like that every single day, every single moment. But that's not reality, is it? And so it's when we walk away from the altar, the great time of being with Jesus, and those feelings aren't always there. That's when we have to truly make a choice to follow Jesus. It's like one time I have a friend who came to the last church I was pastoring. He came to the church and he kind of repented and got right with God and just made a decision to serve the Lord. And he had been in the church before. He had been baptized. He had some of these great experiences with Jesus. And I just kind of looked him in the eye and said, I don't care about your excitement for Jesus right now. What I want to see is a year, two, three, four, five down the road that you are going to be following Jesus at that point. That's what really matters. And that's what makes a difference. And he's still serving the Lord today. Praise the Lord. And because that's what it's about. It's about being a follower of Christ. It's not about one day, two days. Anyone can get excited for a moment. Anyone can walk into church and feel bad about our sin and say a prayer and those kind of things. It's about daily living for Jesus and making the choice too. And I love what I love about this, this last point that they brought out is if you decide uh, to walk through these phases then you will get to the point of true love. And what happens is your your love, they're talking about, again, the relationship, man-woman relationship, is that it begins to deepen and entrench, entrench itself inside your hearts. And that's my prayer for you today, is that as you choose to follow Jesus, as you daily make a commitment to him in the good and the bad, in the highs and in the lows, that what is going to happen as you stay in his word, as you keep, following him, that your love for Jesus is going to grow. It's going to deepen. It's going to strengthen. And it's going to get to this point where you're never turning back. And that's what I love. There's some uh, couples in our church that I'm pastoring right now. I think two or three, several, I don't know, but they've been married over 60 years. Like how do you get to that spot in this culture where people are just getting rid of marriage in this culture where the moment we lose the fuzzy feelings, we get rid of the person in this culture where you can meet. It's common to meet people. I've been married once, twice, three times, whatever, etc. In this culture of mixed blended marriages and families and all these kind of things. How does someone like that stay married for 60 some years? That's incredible. Well, what happened is that they fell in love with each other. They had phase number one or phase number one where they picked each other out. They had phase number two where they got, you know, those those feelings, those juicy, lovey feelings that they had. They had the third 
phase where they kind of fell out of that feeling and then they made a choice to love each other. And then as they stayed committed, as they stayed faithful, they hit number four, true love began. So just as much as this this article is secular, I'm going to just flip it and remix it and make it spiritual today. Number one, I pray the greatest choice that you could ever make is following Jesus. He's the lover of your soul. He's your creator. He's the one that you should select, that you should choose to be your God and to follow Jesus. God so loved the world. He gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And number two, when you hit that moment where you choose Jesus, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I, I give you countless testimonies and you can go to the Grace Point Daily Podcast and listen to some of the other testimonies and stories of people that we've had about how when they chose Jesus, their life changed and it was powerful and it was amazing and it was like falling in love and they hit this falling in love with Jesus moment. But guess what? Every single person that has lived for Jesus for an extended amount of time, you're going to talk to them and realize they also had not a falling out of love with Jesus, but they hit a point in their walk with Christ where it was hard, where it was difficult. Maybe they had persecution, suffering, etc. And they, in that moment, had to say like, okay, now's the time I'm going to choose to be a legit follower of Christ. I'm going to do this thing. I'm not giving up. It's like the old good old song said, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. This is the spot where you got to do that, where you got to make that choice. And as they did that, and they have endured the years, they've endured the times and the seasons, summer, winter, (laughs) fall and spring, as they walk through all those phases of their spiritual life, their, their love for God has deepened and strengthened. And now it's actually greater and it's something bigger and it's more beautiful than it was even at phase one and phase two. They're now truly in love with Jesus. So I challenge you with that today. Are you truly in love with Jesus? Are you have are you gonna make it this choice? Are you gonna have is your love for Jesus gonna be like this worldly cultural love that we just have talked about in the movies and we talk about over Valentine's Day? Are are you truly in love with Jesus? And you know what? God does want you to be passionate. He does want you to have a fiery love and passion for him. I still love it today. You know, I've been a Christian now. Let's see, 39, going on 40, basically 17, 18 when I got saved, 20, 21 years. And there are just, there's nothing like for me when I get in the presence of God, whether it's like Sunday morning or sometimes just in my office or whatever, when I'm in God's presence, it's like, wow, this is was the greatest decision of my life was to follow Jesus. And now, 21 years later, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, successes and failures, still following him. God, I am truly in love with you. That's my prayer for you today. And I want you that, you know, this, that's what this podcast is about, giving you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ so that you can truly live a loving life for Jesus. God bless you. I hope on this post Valentine's Day that you are truly in love with Jesus. Hey, we'll talk to you next time.